Hey friends, this is Allie Simmons and Maggie Law, and we are hosts of the Happy Mom Podcast. We are relatable, joyful, and real working moms. This podcast was created because we wanted a sunny spot to uplift and support each other. It's just like a phone call with your best friend that you haven't caught up with in a few months. Join us as we discuss momming, wifing, parenting, working, and everything in between with a smile on our face and a cup of coffee in our hands. So let's get into it and find our happy. Hey, happy moms. Happy Friday. It's Maggie. I'm here with Allie and our very special guest today, um, Megan Taylor. She is a mom. She's a calligrapher. She's an author. She's a studio owner. She's a wife, a Tar Heel fan, lover of all things colorful, many things. Um, and we are so excited to have her on our podcast today. Um, a little backstory of how I found Megan. I really don't know how I found her. I did her online hand lettering class when I was pregnant with Alfred. So that probably would have been like 2018. I remember one weekend, my husband was probably on call and I went home to my parents' house. And I just remember sitting at my parents' house doing this hand lettering class. And then I started following um, Megan on um, Instagram. And then she did a book tour and I bought her book. She came to Birmingham. So I've been a fan for a long time. So this is special for me. So without further ado, Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself, what your family looks like, where you live, all the things. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm absolutely a happy mom. So it's really <laughs> cool to get to do this with y'all. Um, as you said, I'm an artist and an author. I opened my calligraphy studio in Gibsonville, North Carolina. I was online for eight years and then did a brick and mortar during COVID and um, built that and restored that with my dad. We're set to open in May of 2022. And I am a mama to Vance, who is a five-year-old little boy. And I'm married to Chris Taylor, which is my middle school sweetheart um we promised in our vows to still have a crush on each other so we're still holding true to that um and we are just living the dream my business is, is my full-time gig this is what I do um I have one employee who is like my lifelong friend um Jen and we I just hired her like it feels like five <laughs> minutes ago but when we made the transition to come to the studio up until then I pretty much have done everything by myself and so it's been really fun to bring her on and to be able to share all of these exciting transitions and exciting things with somebody that I love so much. So it's awesome. So Megan, I don't know if you know, but I am also a North Carolina girl. So yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm from, um, I grew up in Raleigh and my sister's still in Raleigh. So we try to go back. I'll be back in April, but I, I love, <laughs> I will, I will. oh my gosh, I'll be, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Cause I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to think, um, of who I knew from Gibsonville. Cause I love North Carolina. I feel like everybody knows all their little Everybody town. knows everybody. And but, we're not from here. We, um, Alamance County is like right in the middle of the state of North Carolina. And it's great. Cause it's equally the same distance from like Chapel Hill or from Greensboro. Like you're right in the middle, but we, both of us grew up about not quite an hour away, but this is kind of where we made our home. And it was just like a good spot, like a good halfway point. And now that we'll never leave. Like we love it. We have just really gotten great ties with friends and church and just all these things that we are just so happy to be a part of. So it's cool to really set my roots here with my company and my business and to be able to welcome in the community. Um, where are y'all originally from? Um, Summerfield. So Summerfield okay. is so still, it's like right outside of Greensboro. Oh my gosh. I love it. It makes me so happy to think of North Carolina. <laughs> Um, okay, so for all of those people who don't know, I'm sure there's only one or two people in the world, but let us know how did you start your business? 
So my grandmother was an artist, like growing up, I always looked up to her. She would do just beautiful paintings and beautiful just crafts. And she literally sold them in her front yard, y'all. Like she had it rocking and rolling. Like it was just such a common thing for me to, to see a woman artist making money from her craft and never thought twice about it. Um, I was always creative going through school. And actually in college, I started my first stationery company from my dorm room and I was making personalized note cards. And I remember I sold my very first set on eBay back in 2004. And I remember being in my dorm room and hearing the cha-ching sound like come through on my laptop. Like it was like cha-ching, like a cash <laughs> register. And I could not wait. Like, where is this going? This is going to be amazing. And it was my mom who bought this. <laughs> That's about right. Um, I was, I kind of had a slow burn, a slow start for years. I never really envisioned or like officially took this anywhere until years later. Um, I learned calligraphy. I was inspired of course by my grandma, but I never learned from her. I never had that chance. And so I jumped into a class, um, and in a lot of ways, I wanted to love it so bad, but I didn't love it. It was too formal. It was like too elegant and too stuffy. Like nobody has ever called Megan Taylor elegant like a day in my life. Like that is not the word that people use. And I just didn't see myself like coming through on the paper. And so I took the basic skills and like all of the, the art and technique, but I really made it my own. And that's when All She Wrote Notes was born. And that's when things started to take off for me because I wasn't trying to be somebody else. I wasn't trying to be elegant or formal or fancy I was putting my bright colors and my confetti and my pinatas and all the things that I love into what really at the time people thought was a super super formal elegant art mm -hmm. and I started teaching almost immediately because I wanted people to have the experience that I didn't have I wanted to to welcome them in and show them they can do this and let them feel creative and let them feel encouraged and my classes are really what gave my business the traction um, to be able to leave what was in my full-time job a lot of people I think in the creative world they want to replace their nine to five with their creative hobby but I loved my job I actually worked for Carolina which is where I went to school it was like my dream job I worked with two of my best friends I couldn't believe they paid me to come in every day and like hang out with my friends like it was amazing but this really grew alongside that and it just kind of got to the point that I had to make a choice and this was the right choice so I Good for you back um, and took this full-time in 2015 and have been doing it ever since I think that's so important. Even like, you know, Maggie and I, we, we had this idea for this podcast and we're just sort of, you know, you can sit there and like literally break it apart. How do we want to do this? How does this want to look? And literally we were like, let's just jump in and do it. And I feel like the coolest thing about doing it now is you find your voice. Like you find in this community sort of where you wedge and who makes you who you are. So that's so, that's awesome that you did that. Cause I agree. I think if I showed up for a calligraphy class, I'd have like my, my knit sweater and my <laughs> yeah. glasses with my librarian chain. In there look like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was the youngest person by like 50 years. And I mean, it just, I could just tell I didn't fit in, but I wanted to learn it so bad. And I'm glad that I did, but I, I love teaching even more. And then over the years, I actually do more hand lettering, which I lovingly refer to as calligraphy because we're using a marker. Like we're not like dipping the ink and John Hancock style, like we're using a Sharpie or a Crayola. <laughs> and that has invited even more people in and let, you know, let people um, do that from home and do that like 
on their kids' school supplies and, you know, just different uses that people have been able to find for that, like in their life. And, you know, in a lot of ways, like that teaching heart is like what has, has taken me this far. And so I am super excited because that was the part of my business that was taken away um, in, in 2020 and 2021. Um, I used to travel the Southeast every single week. I taught a class on the road and I would have told you, like, I would have done that forever. I loved it. I enjoyed every single minute of it, but being forced to slow down and be home and, and, you know, have an open calendar for the first time in years. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being here. I enjoyed picking my kid up from school. I enjoyed just the time of not having to be gone and not having to pack a suitcase. And I am so grateful for that season and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I knew it was on my heart that that was coming to an end. I didn't really know what was next. Um, and then now we have the building. And so I'll be teaching here, which just feels really cool and really good to welcome people into my town and to, you know, just to have people come here to give them that awesome experience. But I'm not having to go everywhere just in this season of life. I'm super happy to, to be able to be at home. But what about Carfetti? Please tell me you still roll around at North Carolina with Carfetti. Chris says I'm too bad of a driver to have that on all the time. He says it's a really bad advertisement for the business. So it comes in <laughs> magnets. When, so, I walked, when I walked up to, it was actually a rental car. It wasn't like your no. car, Betty, but there was like a white car. I, I probably like took a picture of it when I was walking. I was like, oh my gosh, there's Carfetti right now. And for those of y'all that don't know, Megan has a big white SUV and she has like little magnets that she puts on. So it looks bright and colorful and it's kind of like her like bus. Like, yeah, let's do this when she was um, going and traveling and doing these shows. But I think um, I think that that's wonderful that you were able to find the silver lining with um, 2020 and 2021, because um, I feel like all three of us are very positive people and you have to just dwell on what what is good and not really look at anything else. Um, I've heard you on a lot of podcasts before, you know, I love your message about turning your mistakes into confetti, but I feel like one thing that I haven't heard a ton about yet, and obviously because it's new, is your studio. So I want to give you a platform and just a moment to talk all about your new hand lettering studio and shipping center in North Carolina. You know, I want, we want to know how you found it, talk about renovating it, you know, all the things, because I've, I've followed along on Instagram, but I want to hear it firsthand. This has been the coolest thing that I've ever got to do, like in my business and my life. Um, really, what it came down to is there was a brief time in 2020 when Chris, my husband, was furloughed from his job that he loves. And, you know, we that was just a whole season. But he started helping me and he started working alongside me and helping me pack and ship orders, which like we are not meant for that forever. <laughs> but it was a fun little time. But he was the one that was like, I can't believe you're doing this in the house. Like I was in my bonus room above the garage mm -hmm. and I had stuff in an attic. I had stuff in another spare bedroom. I had stuff in our dining room. I had stuff in our garage. And I think inviting somebody else into my business and watching how unorganized and like inefficient it was to just ping pong like all over the place. Um, he was like, you got to get this out of the house. Like this just can't, I didn't even realize it was everywhere that it is. <laughs> He's like, this has to go. And in a very loving way, he kind of pushed me out of the nest and was like, you need to look for something else. And so I started and um, searching. I thought I would just buy another house and we would just run it from there. But like soon I realized commercial property, like all these different things like that I would need to do. 
And so I went to Bible study one night and just shared with some girlfriends that I was going to look for a, a property. I kind of knew what I wanted. Um, I did not want day-to-day foot traffic, so I didn't want to be on Main Street. Even though we have a very cute Hallmark-esque Main Street in Gibsonville, I knew I couldn't serve my customers well because I want to be excited when someone walks in the door, not like, oh, shoot, I'm recording a podcast. Like, no, it's not a good time. So mm-hmm. I want to, to create that awesome, warm, welcoming experience. And so I'm a couple streets back. When we found this building um it was like falling apart like it I loved the structure of the outside I could just kind of see the vision um the front windows I, I just I could see what it could be but walking in the floor was almost falling in the roof was like caving in from like water damage up top um it just it had been abandoned The it had been a family practice for the past 50 years it was a doctor in the town and just a couple of people he actually when I when I came in the very first thing I noticed is he had a Carolina alumni sticker in the window and he was a Tar Heel and I keep looking you know I'm digging through there's old prescriptions there's old x-ray machines and I go to the back and, and I see on his desk that there's a membership card to Carolina's Alumni Association. And that's where I used to work. And not only was it that, it was the membership card, it was the last year that I was there. So Mm -hmm. it's very likely that I'm who sent him that Oh, crazy. Um, Did you save it? Yes. Oh yeah, I still have it. I have chills head to toe. I'm like, I feel like this is it. It was, um, I ended up buying it for $35,000, like the the whole entire thing. I wrote in the chart. I was able to just kind of, I just saw what it could be. I knew that I couldn't afford something major if I was wanting to pay cash. I knew that I was going to have to be careful with my money and smart with my money. And so being able to buy this from their family, um, I actually wrote them a letter and explained, hey, I am a small business. I don't want to tear this down. Like I drew them like a cartoon of like what I envisioned in my head with our awning out front and our big sign and all the colors and I was like here's what it could be and and they they went with me they chose me to be able to continue this legacy and my dad is just the greatest on earth he is a contractor and he retired a couple years before we did this and I had brought him here um for his opinion but I just did it anyway (laughs) Did he tell you no? I knew this was my place. I knew whatever. And I think my dad, he's more patient than I am. And he would have liked to ideally look around and like shop some more. And I was like, no, this is it. I know this is it. And so I remember calling him and being like, hey, dad, I bought that building. (laughs) (laughs) When can we start? And I mean, there, there have been times here where we were both like, what did we get ourselves into? Like, what did we do? And I think he knew how hard it was going to be, but like, obviously I had no clue, but we got in, um, we started working in September of 2020 and we completely, like we kept the outdoor, like the outside walls were concrete walls. We kept those and we kept the front windows and every single other beam in this entire building, he and I replaced ourselves by hand. And we worked, we showed up every here several days a week and hammered and nailed and sawed and, and, you know, working alongside him in that way, like I have just such a major appreciation for it now. He says I roll my eyes a lot less now than I did when I was a kid. Because we would do, you know, construction. It was nothing for us to like build an addition to our house or build a fence for a pasture or go and do Habitat for Humanity and like put on a roof for someone. Like I I did all those things, but I didn't really know how. I was just kind of like 
an intern. And now, I mean, he showed me so much and I learned so much from him. And like, I would not trade that experience working with my dad for anything in the world. Like the time that we got to spend yeah. together and to learn and to laugh and, and just the pride that both of us have in this space, like looking at the walls and knowing that we literally built those foundations together, um, is just the coolest thing in the world. And so it took a very long time. <laughs> like with us doing it ourselves. And then I wanted to pay as I went along. I didn't take a loan. Um, there were months I was like, hold on, we can't buy those windows. Buy it. Let, me do, let me launch something or let me run a sale. And you sell some Betty confetti. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like we need something. And, you know, just trying to balance um, my business finances alongside this huge, yeah. like major construction project was the hardest, like stressful season, I would say, like in my business, it's all stress and excitement feel the same way to me sometimes. And so it, it all was a lot of that. And so, um, I would say that was very hard, but, but knowing with certainty that it was the right move and knowing that God led me here, that, that I believe this is where I was supposed to be, wow. that this is the plan. This is the mission. There were months I was like, I don't know if we're going to have enough money for this. And then something would come through or an order or a check or like, it just is unmistakable how many times we were, we were just led and guided and, and it felt so held and secure, you know, in this decision. And my favorite feature is um outside uh, on the corner so we are on a corner like of an intersection back here and um as we were painting the front of the building one of the neighbors stopped by and she had followed me online and she'd been a customer for a while and she said this this building just what you're doing here reminds me of the hymn bright in the corner where you are yeah. and I was just like oh Tina thank you like I had no idea I had no clue what that was I was just like you were just the sweetest thing like you know she's like an older lady she's precious and I come in and Google that song. Like, I was like, what is this? What is she saying about me? Is it good? I hope it's good. You know, I don't know. So I found it and, and I found a version that Ella Fitzgerald was singing and I listed it on repeat for like an entire day. And I just cried the happiest tears because it's exactly what we're trying to do here. It just talks about like, you don't have to do grand big things. You don't have to have all the money. You don't have to have all the followers. You don't have to have all the success. You can brighten the corner right where you are. And I thought, especially back then, you know, people were still at home so much. Like you can brighten the corner at your home. You can brighten the corner in your community, like with your friends, with your family. And so I knew that I wanted there to be a mural with my lettering, like on the building somewhere, I just hadn't decided what it would say. And as soon as I heard that song, I was like, that's it. That's our mission. That's our heart. That's everything. And so on the corner outside, there's a big mural and it says bright in the corner where you are. I love that. And, and, you know, something, you know, Maggie and I both, you know, started our own offices and same thing. I did, obviously I didn't put in as much nails as you did. I'm not, I'm not super, super crafty like that. Um, but there's something to it about like finding the space. And like you said, how God just like leads you to, to where you're supposed to be and the, the pride that you have in something. And it, it's, it's wonderful. And I love that. I love that message. Actually, we we're looking for something to put on our wall in our office. And I sort of love that saying, I feel like I might. We, we, and I mean, now it's just like, it's like, that was it. Like, it just felt so exactly right. And it's like, that's our mission. That's our motto. That's when, when we invite people in, like, that's what we want them to feel, but then we want them to take that with them, you know, mm -hmm. and right in their corner, wherever they are going to go from here. And so we have it as a sticker now, but we're going to do more like, you know, merchandise and products and stuff. Oh, them. I want a sweatshirt that says that. Yes. Um, that be cool. 
<laughs> yes. I feel like when you like find your motto or your theme and then it just like, it just cements everything. Like the, um, the tag, I will call it tagline. The tagline for my office is spreading joy with a smile. And every time I walk in my office and I see that like on like the back wall, it just makes me smile. Cause that is like my mission. That's my heart. You know, I help people spread joy with their smile, you know, being an orthodontist. And so I think that Brighton, you know, the corner where you are, your tagline, your motto, it's, it totally is Megan Taylor for sure. It's like, it was there, like it found me, you know what I yes. mean? Like I didn't yes. like out and find it. Like it found me and it was like, okay, you're at home. Like, this is where you belong. And so then like being the like deep diver that I am, like I went and found the last time it was printed in a hymnal was like back in the 1960s. And so I found on eBay, like a version of that hymnal and like bought it and have it. eBay, You're bringing it back to eBay girl. <laughs> a big eBay fan and it um now it hangs in our bathroom so like in our confetti bathroom actually if you like are in the toilet you can like look and read the, <laughs> the lyrics oh, to that song and I put it there so if you know people would have a minute they could yeah. they could take that in so um That's it's awesome. really special and like the more research I've done like it you know it's based on the scripture like um if you're faithful with the little, you'll be faithful with a lot. And that has guided me through like all of this, like all of this um, process, all this restoration, even that business, like starting the way that I did. And, and, you know, the way that it's grown now, like if you had told me, I mean, eight years ago, like even, even longer than that, that, that it would be the way it is now, that it would be in gift shop shelves nationwide, that it would oh my gosh. be having three books that we would have a brick and mortar store. Those were not my dreams. Like I was so happy and I was so content just showing up and making the art. Like, you know, I, I think about talking to people about happiness all the time and talking about positivity all the time. Like I asked myself the question, like, would you still be happy doing this? Like if no one ever saw it, like, would you still be happy doing this if there wasn't the internet, if there wasn't your platform, if there wasn't all these things? Heck yeah, I would. Like I would do this every day. Like I would do this whether I got paid or not. Like I get to play in confetti and I get to doodle things for my job. Like sign me up. Like I've been doing that my whole life. And I think I would do this forever. Like it's just such a cool thing that you know, to invite other people in to be able to do it with me. I yeah, I used your um, hand lettering that you taught in both of my kids' rooms. I've like added hand lettering to like, you know, things that we bought from Hobby Lobby. I like hand lettered Bible verses on them. And I, um, I find myself, I'm a doodler. Like, I feel like I had a, I'm meant to look this up before this podcast, but I feel like growing up, I either had an American Girl doll lettering book or a klutz. Does anyone oh, know that's cool. klutz? I feel like I had a klutz yes. book that taught you how to like, do like circles on the end of letters and they sold it in the American girl magazine. So yes. the American girl magazine advertised those kinds of books yes. and I had it too. Yes. And I, oh my gosh. Me too. You remember the polka dots? Like you would draw like an A and then you would put dots on every yes. corner of the A and then go back. Like that was my first introduction to hand lettering. Like yes. I thought I Me was too. something else because my mom would like doodle that on my like book bag and on my pencil case or whatever. And what's cool is like that. I mean, that's really where I fell in love with retail too, because there was a store in my town that they would personalize your stuff. And with those paint markers, yes. and you asked me like what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to work at animal quackers. Like that was the name of the store. 
<laughs> there was a store called Sanrio at our mall that sold all yes. the Hello Kitty stuff, and they would personalize the stuff that you would bought there. I mean, like, say, I'd get like a Hello Kitty pink pencil case every year, and they'd write Maggie That's on exactly it. Exactly what like, I'm going to do here. And I like cannot wait. Like, I, you know, I, I was actually just showing my mom today, like, a lot of the stuff I've bought for the front, and like, that's what I want it to feel like. Like, I want it to feel like the book fair or like the student store where you go in with your $10 and you go wild, you know? And I just, that energy, I think I've been chasing that high my whole adult life. Like I want that feeling and I enjoy that so much. And just to create it, you know, most of my customers are our age. Like the most of the people that come and take our class, who I'm after, who I'm enjoy teaching the most are people that are our age and even older. But I think there is an opportunity to do more stuff with children here and do, you know, more things, especially if the moms are coming to shop and they bring their kids. Um, I am not super with kids yet. I think the older Vance gets, like the better I get, but I never babysat. I never like did a lot of things. I'm like a kid myself. So I am attracted to them and like we have a really good time together but like even when we told my family that um I was pregnant they were like really <laughs> I didn't see that coming for you um because I just never been like a super nurturing like you know kind of a child or like a young girl but um as a mom like I enjoy motherhood more than I ever thought I would like I enjoy it so much we only have one child we are one and done we are fully like so happy so thrilled but the older he gets the more fun I have like I everybody that has a baby and I see them I'm like it keeps getting easier like it gets easier every single day like it just like they, they get cooler, they get nicer, they get more smiley, like more happy, like you get it, you understand, you just get more confident as you go along. And, you know, when I was pregnant, like um, I shared with y'all before we started, like I was really sick during my pregnancy. I had HG. It was just not a, you know, as positive as my life is like, that was the ne most negative experience. And it, um, I really do think that I battled some prepartum depression. Like I've never felt like that in my entire life. And it was now learning and researching about it after the fact, like that's what they think. And it was never diagnosed. You know, I just want to think that just kind of dealt with and carried and it felt really heavy because it felt like you couldn't open up and say the truth you know about how you were actually feeling or you know just not wanting to go online and complain or vent or whatever but it was a dark time and mm -hmm. when he was born I was so happy and I was so excited because I felt like myself again that motherhood wasn't hard like it did not feel hard because pregnancy was so hard yes. and I think people when you're pregnant um not not really us because we're all like the happy mom train but like I heard so many people being like you just wait like oh, you like sleeping like you like showering like that's never it was it just was so negative and I was like so no this will not be what I add to the world like this will not be what I tell other moms and so my my whole thing now is like oh my god you just waited too much fun like oh my gosh you just wait wait till you get to see them smile at you like wait till you get to see your husband hold that baby like there are so many cool things that you have to look forward to and it just keeps getting better. And like, if I ever see like a pregnant mom or like somebody that's a new mom, like I want to shower them with that, like shower them with, with all the good things. Like, you know, it's, it is so much cooler and so much more fun than I would have ever imagined. Like 10 out of 10 recommend, but mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you judging by what some people say, that was, this was not a great choice. <laughs> He, he is such a cute little boy with his bright blonde hair. And I love how you're always like, he looks just like his dad. Like, I love his dad so much. God gave me a mini. Yeah, two of them. Mini, gave me two of them. <laughs> um, Megan, um, 
We're getting close on time. So I want you to talk about your new devotional that you just came out with. So you've you've authored three books. I own two of them. I own Happy Hand Lettering and I own Betty Confetti. And I need to order the um, 100 Days of Praise and Positivity. But please tell us about it, um, your inspiration. Where did you write it at? And it, it just released last month, right? Yes, January 11th was its book birthday, 100 Days of Praise and Positivity. Oh. Um, it is a interactive devotional. So it, they are intentionally short and sweet. They feel like an Instagram caption, like just a couple paragraphs. Like you can, we know that your quiet time is not really quiet. Like we know it is, it is a struggle. None of these are dated. So you can, you don't have to do it a hundred days in a row. It's just a hundred happy days that we will have together whenever you want to come and get them. And there is the scripture, there's a scripture reference every day, um, a message from me. Some of them are personal. Like I tell you a personal story. Other ones are just like, Hey, have you ever felt overwhelmed? Have you ever felt like this? Like here, you know, just like faith-based like encouragement and then there's um of course with me being involved there's a little bit of a lettering element so each day has a word that you can go and trace and it's a word from the devotional and so I find myself like when I take the time when I have a pen in my hand um to, to just sort of like act, interact with the word in like an artistic way I will remember it more and like I will resonate with that more. And so there's a tracing element and then there's a space for reflection. So you can kind of jot down like whatever thoughts you had or, you know, anything that came up for you or if you just want to keep doodling and drawing, like I've seen people do that too. Um, there's no wrong way to do it. But my favorite part is at the end of each day, there's a spot that says today I praise God for. And what I want to, you know, just help cultivate as we work our way through the book is looking for something good every day. Every day is not going to be good, right? Like every single day is not sunshine and rainbows, but I bet you can still find something that you're thankful for and that you, that you want to thank God for. Like even in that day, <laughs> thank God this day's over. <laughs> like we get a new day tomorrow. Like that's yes. okay. And writing a book or positive every morning. Yes, exactly. And writing a book on positivity in the middle of, you know, the times that we're in has felt like pretty hard and like pretty yeah. heavy because you don't want it to seem trivial. Like I'd certainly don't want it to seem like toxic positivity where it's like, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I want to leave space for people that have had a hard day, that have had a hard season, that have had a hard moment, because I know for me in my life, like I appreciate every good day. I appreciate everything I have now because there's been times in my life that were hard. There's mm -hmm. been seasons in my life. I wasn't sure that I would make it through to be able to be here now. And I am grateful every single day that I am. And I think sometimes out of an unimaginable pain, like, you know, out of, out of a hardship can mm -hmm. come a really beautiful perspective. Like, and mm -hmm. I, I don't believe that every single day is sunshine and rainbow. <laughs> like that is not my life. But I think what keeps me hanging on is the hope that things are going to get better is that I bet you tomorrow is going to be easier. I bet you tomorrow is going to be better. I bet next month, next year, I love having things to look forward to and having hope in the future. But obviously that comes from me, like within my faith, like that's a huge part of my life. And I can, I can have that hope. I can have that joy. I can have that positivity because I know that it's not all on me. Like it isn't all on me and my shoulders to make those things happy. And you can be happy even in hard circumstances, you can find good things, you know, even in the midst of, of a hard time. Oh yeah. I know even like with, with my kids, you know, I, I try to be there, they're five, three and two. So they're still pretty young, but try like, even if I have a tough day or like a really hard patient, I'll, you know, I'll be honest with them. Like today was just really tiring. Mommy's kind of tired, but 
you know, I, I got a smile when this little one left and, and, you know, that's reminds me why I do what I do. So kind of let them know that it's, it's normal to have hard days. Like you said, it's not always supposed to be Instagram perfect, that it's wonderful and it's okay to say they're hard, but I want them to know that there are going to be hard days, but there's, there's, there's good things to look forward to, or just because we had a really bad experience, then that child left and was really happy. You know, the, yeah, there's like, always brightness. Me a lot. Like you don't stay down for long. Like it's okay. If you're down, like cry your tears, like have your feelings, feel your feel. Like I always want there to be space for that, but yeah. let's rally. Like, let's like, you know, <laughs> let's move on. Like confetti it up. Where are you going? You know, like, but it's, um, it's been interesting. So I signed the contract for this book in 2019. Um, I was, they spring offered this to me. So this wasn't something I did not feel qualified to. I do not know all the Bible verses. I'm not a preacher. Like I say bad words. I drink alcohol. Like <laughs> I was like, uh, are you, you're sure? normal. Yeah. Are you, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, uh, day spring. Like, I just want you to know, like who you're, are you sure? And they were like, yes, we want you to do this because we think that like God can use imperfect people all the time. That's your whole story. That's your whole mission. Yep. Like, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you sure no one's going to get fired if I write a devotional book? And I mean, it was so much fun to write. I, I really did more than any other book I've done. I felt like I wasn't good enough to do it, but God was. And yeah. he gave me the things to say. He helped me and guided me through the whole entire process. Like even in the editing stage, um, they, you know, of course do grammatical things, but then um, at one point they had added in like more scripture references than I knew. And I had them take them out because I didn't feel honest. I was like, hey, I couldn't spell Bathsheba if I needed to. Like I, <laughs> I wouldn't have typed that. And so I just don't want to pretend. I don't ever want to give the illusion that I am even deeper in my faith than I am. Like I'm a girl who loves Jesus, like to the max. I'll tell you about him all day, but I just don't have that like biblical. I didn't go to seminary. I don't, I don't have that background. And so mm -hmm. it was cool to make this with them knowing that and to, and to know that they wanted just me to show up and be me and mm -hmm. that God can fill in the gaps. And so we're hoping that this is like a good introduction to people. Like, even if they don't know the Lord, like, even if they're not like into faith stuff, if you like, just like positivity, I think you would take a lot out of this. Um, and it, it's exciting to, to know that like, I could not have done this by myself. I would have never raised my hand to do this, but it, it is definitely the book that I'm the most proud of. And it's really cool and special to see how, even though I wrote it a couple of years, I mean, you know, we didn't turn in the final till 2021 um, mm -hmm. and we like, I didn't even know when I was writing it, how much even I would need like these messages wow. coming in. 22. So you think about think for such a time as this, like yeah. he knew it, he, he was all over it. He was on top of it, but, um, I'm pleasantly surprised by, by how it all came together. Okay. Well, and I love that too. Cause you can tell like when it's genuine from, from someone verse, right. Like I, I love faith. I love learning more about it, but there's definitely certain things that I know that would not naturally come out of my mouth no. that I would talk about. And I was like, if my mom read this, she would know, I do not know this stuff. Like I cannot, <laughs> I can she knows I don't know. So I can't go. I think I think that's what appeals what makes you so appeal um uh, makes your your mission, your message, your platform so appealing to so many people is you are so authentic, you're unique, you're the every girl. Like people can find a part of you in them and I think you're just very relatable and I think that is so refreshing in 
a culture where sometimes there's people out there and you just feel like you can't measure up and you just are, you're right there in the middle, keeping it real, keeping it colorful. Um, we, okay, I'm going to ask you three more questions. We're going to do rapid fire. Okay. I love it. I can talk okay. to y'all all day. So I, well, I can talk to you all day too, but we want to respect your time. Okay. What is your dream collaboration? I know you have your stuff with Mary Square. If you could pick anybody and they said, Hey, I'll give you a deal tomorrow. Who would it be? Disney. Like, okay, Disney, got it. I mean, like, like, 100%, I would be happy just to go there. Like, I, they don't even have to pay me. Like, I would do anything. Like, I, I love Disney so much. I, I'm like Disney through and through. Like everything about it. Like everything that they do. Just the way you feel when you go. All of the magic. All the positivity. Um, just all the intention that's put into that place to like make people happy and make people have memories. Like I could geek out on that kind of stuff all day long. So yeah, if there was, if they ever wanted to like call me, like I would do anything. You'd be okay. Tell me, is there any dream product that you want to um, create? For example, when I was watching you do the bathroom, I'm like, okay, maybe Megan needs to do some wallpaper because then it would be so much easier than her having to paint that. Do you have a dream product you want to create? There are just like thousands of things and I have like so many ideas. Like uh -huh. I'll give you like a sneak peek of something that I'm super passionate about. This isn't out yet. Okay. So like, I mean, it's okay. We'll just like whisper it to our podcast friends, okay. but I am in the works of like an interactive Bible for kids <gasps> and Ooh. doing something where they feel like they can come and draw in there and like they can doodle in there and they can get their hands dirty. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be delicate. Like they can mm -hmm. like get, get into there and do that. And so, um, that is something that I'm super looking forward to and super excited and passionate about. But I mean, I love making things. Everything I make is something I would want to use. Um, everything I make is something that is on a mission to spread happiness through my handwriting. So um, I there, there are just certain items that have come up over the years. And I'm like, that's not for me. It just doesn't give me that energy whenever I'm creating it. And so, um, and you know, a lot of things like thing I'll never say never because I do a lot of licensing collaborations and stuff like that but even like motherhood like as I've aged up in motherhood now I have a five-year-old and we're not having any more kids I did like mom and baby things like really early on that like I've kind of outgrown now and it has to be something that I'm like seeing every day yeah, and doing every day so I um I kind of missed the boat on, on all the cute confetti baby things I could have done, but um, it's, it's been awesome because I think a lot of my customers and clients have grown up with me yeah. too, and we've kind of gone through that together, so it's fun. Okay, Allie, ask her our closing question. Okay, so obviously we have to ask you, what made you happy this week? Being a soccer mom. We, I am officially a soccer mom. Um, last night was his first practice. I ran around town getting all his gear and like all the things. Cause of course we missed the signups and had to like beg and plead to get in. That was just like a whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> we made it happen. We are in all of us are super excited and I can't wait. Oh, it's, it is so much fun. We, um, we just did T-ball tryouts and my husband, God gave him three girls and you better believe he has the glove oiled. She had tryouts. He's like, legit. he's like, we are the pirates. He's like, he's out right now buying a t-ball bag for her. Oh like investing, but There's it's so shot. fun. And I'm already like, wait, do they need a sponsor? Could we be like the powerful pencil or the mighty markers? Or like, <laughs> can we, you know, like, like, now I have chills. Now I have chills. Like, that's it. That's the name. A flare pen, friends. <laughs> I love a flare pen. 
Oh, oh my god megan thank you so much you are just a ray of sunshine you're amazing you've made me happy talking to you you are just everything that we maggie and i love i mean i'm such a fan girl so this was more like for me than anything else i was like oh, i get to like talk to her in real life again she's you just can call like, me anytime like we can just chat like y'all can we can just do like a little <laughs> start a group text okay okay i'm into that i'm here oh. for that well, thank you so much. We can't wait to see all the good things that I are know, coming. And maybe, Allie, we can go visit her studio. That needs to be please, on our bucket list. And go do. take a class. I'd love to go I'm to get so serious. I would love to have y'all. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Have Good luck at your first soccer game. Thank you. We can't wait. Go, Sharks.